Hello. Hey. How, how are you? Good. We've only just begun and it's already quite warm in here, so I think tonight's going to be fun. Gosh. Sweaty. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty, it's pretty hot in Austin. It's warm. How do you guys feel out there? Out there in the world. Is it a balmy 106? Because <laughs> was it 106 it was. today? Yeah, oh earlier. Gosh. Jesus. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, no, my lord. So I saw somebody on um, Instagram film a car that like it looked like it exploded Same. from the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. Earlier today, totally did. Woof. But All right. Anyways, you know where else it's hot? Oklahoma. Yeah. Which <laughs> is what we're talking about today based on the suggestion of friend and patron Amy, Amy, Amy of Ten Ninety Six Crime Chicks. Oh, check it out. She's amazing. Guys. She's amazing. If you haven't checked her out, check it out. She's yes. actually watching us live right now. Yes, mm-hmm. because we are recording this episode live for our friends and patrons. Hey guys, we love this. You could be here too next time. Patreon.com/slash/TheGoldenGold. Honestly, <laughs> it's like just we're like hanging out with our friends. It you is. Could be Honestly, here. it is. It's a very exciting time. And we're the Golden Ghouls, yep. Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and it's time to get spooky. Ooh. So, mm-hmm. Emily Hi. has a friend here with us oh, today. I who, am super excited. They about live this. in Oklahoma. They do. And they've had some spooky times. Right, which like I was surprised to hear because she's one of my greatest friends, bestest friends, Jessie, mm-hmm. and her husband Jax. They've been living in Oklahoma for some time, and I had no idea they were getting haunted <gasps> until I hit her up and I was like, "Yo, girl, you got some ghost stories?" And she was like, mm, "You gotta call Dax." All right. So Dax is the we man. Hit him up. He's on the phone now. And he's here. And he is about to tell us about some spooky stuff going down in Oklahoma. Hey, Dax, are you there? I am here. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited for this. Like, a live Oklahoma, you know, interpretation of yeah. things. I love it. Yes. So, where in Oklahoma yeah. do y'all live? We're in South Tulsa. Okay. Tulsa, great. Okay. Okay, so you guys, this happened in your home, correct? Yes, yep. Okay, go ahead and hit us hit 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 hard with we're it. We're ready to get <laughs> I'm ready. spooked. All right, so this is one of many stories that were kind of similar uh, in a lot of ways, but Jess told me it was probably like, I think it was just a weekday, and um, around probably 11, 11.15 at night, um, Jess went to bed about 10.30 or something. And so I was sitting out in the living room watching TV and had the lights on the living room, just hanging out. And um, all of a sudden I hear, uh, I hear like, it, it sounded like, the best way I could describe it is like somebody picked up, I don't know, like a big bucket full of weights or something. And uh, I held it over the top of their head and let go and it just smashed in right behind the wall um, where the tv was so where i'm sitting there's the tv directly in front of me and then behind that wall that the tv sits on um, was the bathroom connected to our master bedroom and so jess was like i said i thought was sleeping at that time so when i heard it um, i honestly thought that she like was knocked out cold like on the ground I, I, I thought she like 
fell and slipped or something and hit her head. It, I mean, it was that loud. And um, so I get up and I walk in there and I turn the light on and the lights are pitch black. It's out. And she, I go, what are you doing? You know? And she like picks her head up out of bed and she goes, was that not you? Oh. And then that was a little eerie at that point because I was like, if she heard it, then I know I'm not crazy, you know. And um, and like I said, we've had a few different things happen where we both heard things and, and definitely confirmed it. Um, but yeah, so I go in the bathroom and I'm thinking like there's a there's a window in our bathroom, um, but off of the bathroom it's like we have like a 25 foot balcony off the back. So I'm like, there's no way anybody could be breaking in. Um, so I go in the bathroom, um, look, look in, uh, you know, the shower, you know, all the, all the creepy places and (laughs) there's not a single thing out of place in the whole bathroom. And we were just so freaked out. There was, there was nothing. And it sounded like a bomb went off right behind the wall. And, um, so yeah, that's basically it. Um, kind of a quick story, but. It was pretty freaky, and then we just we had a, a few different uh, kind of crazy things happen after that. That was just as uh, kind of complicated to explain. So, is this the same house that you said you heard what sounded like children running down the hall? Oh yeah. How, feel free <laughs> to tell, tell us, us that all story. the story. Yeah, just of this house. So I was. Uh, Sometimes Jess will get up if she has to open, um, and, and she will take the kids to work. And so I was sitting in bed one morning, and it's probably like 8.15, and I get up, and I'm, I'm going to get something on my computer, which is upstairs, uh, and our, our master bedroom's off the upstairs uh, as well. So I hear, like, running downstairs, and as far as I knew, Jess took the kids to school. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting there freaking out. I'm sitting there freaking out thinking that, uh, she left Channing here, and Channing's been by herself running downstairs all morning long. You know, like I, I'm talking like 100% convinced I hear my kid like jetting down the hall. And it wasn't just once. It was like one or two times, I guess. And then so I go downstairs, and of course, all the lights are off. All the kids are out of bed. Nobody's here. And <laughs> I got super freaked out. And uh, I end up going upstairs and getting dressed and like leaving uh, for work. Right then, I didn't even sit down on my computer to do the rest of the stuff. So, yeah, Jess took the kids to school, and I have no idea what it was downstairs. But wow, yeah. Do you live near any other haunted locations, or do you know anything about the land that you live on that might cause it? Mm, no, not that I know of. Mm. Um, I mean, the people that were here before us are pretty, seem like pretty normal people. They were here for a couple, for I think like two years, about the same, about the same time that we've been here. Yeah. Jesse told me when we were chatting earlier that she thinks something might follow you around. Do you think that, Dax? (sighs) I hate to say something like that. I don't know. I, I, I I doubt it. Um, No. I don't know. I, we had the, we had, I had kind of a similar experience with my brother in Oklahoma too, when we were a little bit younger, where both of our rooms were at the uh, beginning and the or two opposite ends of the hallway and something like there was a loud crash in the, uh, in the living room. And we both, this was a, again, probably like midnight. And then we both are looking down the hall or I'm looking down the hallway. And then all of a sudden I see him looking down the hallway and he goes, what was that? 
So we both heard it, and there was nothing out of place. I went and looked through the entire house because my dad was at work. This is when I was in high school. Um, but I just had, like, freaky stuff like that. The other night, him and his friend were over here. I guess I say the other night. This was a few months back. And um, they were, like, they were freaking out. Uh, his buddy Kai was on the couch, and at, like, 1.30 in the morning, they had the TV off, and they were on their phones, and Kai looks over towards, like, basically towards our room because he heard a woman voice whisper his name. Like, mm. he, he heard Kai. Oh, and uh, Price, what's even weirder is they both said that they looked at each other, and Price, Price is the one who's sitting, like, further away from where it came from, and he said, did you hear that? So they both heard it, and then they both said exactly that it was Kai's name. Oh. which is pinky so they both heard the same thing they both heard the same name oh, wow my gosh okay yeah. and this is the, this that, is the, the same house that all this, this is the happened. same house this is the same house but um probably the scariest um probably the scariest of all um well se- second scariest of all jess and i were sleeping one night and again we heard the same like same like dropping noise in our living room and I go out there with, with my gun and I don't see anything out of place again. Um, that was, that was, there's kind of a little bit more to that story, but that one was pretty creepy. And then the scariest of all, uh, there's like some things you can explain, you know, and some of them that like makes no sense at all. This one makes no sense at all to me. I tried to rationalize it a little bit, but when we first moved back to Oklahoma from Indianapolis, mm-hmm. we stayed at our rent house in, in Broken Arrow. And we were, we were asleep, had the kids tucked away. It was like one o'clock in the morning. And, um, all of a sudden, uh, I'm not making this up at all. You guys can get Jess on here and she'll tell you the same thing. All of a sudden, um, our door to our bedroom door, we were staying in like this super low end rental. It was, it was kind of creepy anyways, but all of a sudden the door to our master bedroom starts like shit. I mean, like pounding shaking like it's going off the hinges and I, i'm what? i'm i'm like straight up in my underwear holding an ak-47 like <laughs> shaking at the door screaming like screaming as loud as i can at the door thinking that somebody's trying to get in like trying to tell them i'm about to shoot them if i have to and the door is just shaking like like trying to like shake off the hinges and all of a sudden it stops and jesse's like freaked out because the kids are on the other side of the door Channing's Channing's room was literally right down the hallway probably you know six steps so if anybody was there they were right there in front of Channing's door that was open Hmm. and um so I ended up opening the door and again front door locked back door locked nobody was in our house have no idea how to how to explain it whatsoever I feel like that happens in horror movies there was a furnace down the hallway and we, that was the only thing we could come up with, but that wouldn't explain like our door physically shaking like, right. in the master bedroom. Oh, so anyways. Yeah. Wow, well, it sounds to it, me it like we might have to do a whole episode with you at some point <laughs> because it sounds like shit pops off wherever you go. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that's crazy, Dax. And I know you guys are like moving soon. So I feel yeah. like I have to get over there before y'all do. Yeah. And sage. Sage it up or something. 
Wow. <laughs> but thank you so much for thank like, you telling so the much stories. for kicking off our Oklahoma episode I with know. some exciting real life spooky stuff. You, <laughs> you gave us goosebumps. Truly. Thank you okay. so so much. <laughs> I'll t- I'll talk to you guys later, and I can't wait to see ya when I'm in. Okay. All right. Bye, Dylan. Bye. Bye. What? What? I had no idea. I'm texting her right now being like, hello. That is wild. And it's a beautiful Um, start to the OK app. Because OK is haunted. Haunted. We're probably going to have to return because I was like, I always have trouble picking one city. Yeah. So I was like, let's just go all over the map. Let's just do it and do it big, yeah. right? And then with our research, we kind of find out, like, which cities are the most haunted. Oh, and yeah. And can return and go Yes, back. yes. Like, Guthrie. I keep seeing Guthrie come up. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's the Guthrie's one. Guthrie's beautiful, too. Though. Is it? I like Is it. He? I mean, Oklahoma's like Oklahoma. But at the <laughs> same time, I love it. I think it's a cute little town. Guthrie. Yeah. Guthrie. Guthrie. But, that's... oh, my gosh. Oh, crazy. Wow. We have to do something else. <gasps> What was That's that? That's probably what he I hears think. all the time. True. I'm scared. Okay. All right. Who wants to kick this off? I'm going to let you guys do it from here. I mean, I have like... You have some tidbits? Yeah. Okay, cool. I lived there for a while. Yeah. You know, so. Emily's yeah. told us about the haunted library at OU. And what was that fort? Fort... Washita? No, no, no. The one that Emily had told us about. Fort, fort Reno. Fort Reno, Yes. So we've talked time. a little bit about Oklahoma, but we're really getting into it tonight. I'll start it off. Do it. I'll start it off with Dominion House. Oh, I am so excited for this one, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So this property is at 602 East College Avenue in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Write it down. So it's the former Masonic Children's Home. So basically the Freemasons built this in the 1920s for kids whose Parents either couldn't care for them anymore or they'd lost both of their parents to disease, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of reasons. But they took in all of these children whose families were gone or couldn't care for them. So a lot of weird energy, kids getting, like, kicked out of their homes, taken away from their homes. So, <gasps> a haunting. So stomach's making noises, too, if you hear it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, there was a lot of energy in this place. Um, and it's thought that because of those dramatic experiences that some of these kids faced, that might be why there's so much energy left in the building today. So it was actually closed from 1977 until 2000, and then it was purchased and renovated and became a private residence, but today they mostly use it for events, weddings, parties, you know, classic event space stuff, but it's a really beautiful old home. Mm-hmm. But it's that abandoned for years so you know people were trespassing exploring getting haunted the classic these things happen that goes down that's what we do so people all over oklahoma know it as the haunted orphanage and it starts with this story that says that there was this really wicked headmistress and she was punishing a six-year-old boy and she actually ended up beating him to death Mm mm-mm so what the she buried his body in the basement. 
She buried his body in the basement. So she buried his body in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> she buried his body in the basement. Good God, is this like a techno remix? Yeah, no okay, okay. So harmonize. <laughs> Later, yeah. So the staff people are like. They know these kids. There's like a hundred kids living there, but when you're around them all day, every day, you know them all. People are like, where is he? And she said that she um, had threatened him with punishment for something that he had done, and he ran away. Mm-hmm. So... Mm, yes, trunchable, right? Oh, yeah. That's what it's reminding me of. So three years go by, and four more kids mysteriously vanish, and people are like, mm, something's not right. And around the same time... The the plumbing in the orphanage goes out, right? Oh, God. So she oh, knows, no. not like anything, not like it's filled with sewage or anything. I was thinking one of the kids' bodies. No, well, so. You may be on the money. Yeah, so she knows, like, hey, they're going to have to go into the basement to deal with this, like, problem. problem. And so she's like, I got to move these fucking bodies. So she, this custodian who works there and has worked there for a while, he's curious because he's noticed that she's started keeping strange hours. She's going to the basement more than usual. So he follows her one night and he sees her digging up the remains of these boys. So it's thought that part of the reason that it's haunted is that their bodies were disturbed, which does happen. Like their bodies are moved. Energy can stick in one place. Or move to the other, or go haywire. Get stuck in between. So, that's a good explanation. It's also reported that an employee hanged himself in the bell tower, which would mean further haunts. But other reports say it was actually a nurse who hanged herself. They said that she had anger issues and bouts of depression, and so she went to the bell tower, and she took her own life. No. Rough. Yeah. Lastly, what could contribute to what is said to happen there today? Um, it's a children's home, and it was a time where, like, medicine was obviously not what it is today. So children died at an earlier age sometimes. Um, you get the flu and you die just because it's a different time. It's harder. Um, and then a- they would have accidents on site. There was a swimming pool, so they think maybe kids drowned. Mm, because sad. when it was abandoned, people said that they found graves there. So uh, marked, unmarked. That I didn't find anything mm. about, but it's hard to say. Probably both. Maybe, yeah. Mm. So, because of all this, there's quite a list of manifestations. Um, so hang in there with me. Yeah. So to this day, eyewitnesses have seen the entity of a little girl who appears to them, and she's asking for protection. She's asking for help, which is just poor thing. Heartbreaking. Um, there's also the apparition of a woman, and she's seen walking down the main hallway, kind of pacing. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's the nurse from the bell tower, mm. if that's a true story. Mm. Um, on an even spookier note, there is a dark shadow, and he's been seen near the bell tower and in it, and he's been known to hover around people. Um, this happened more so when people would break into the building when it was abandoned, but there are multiple people who have a story of seeing, like, a hovering apparition near a friend of theirs. Yeah. And around the same time when people were breaking in, people reported seeing apparitions appearing and disappearing in rooms as they would peek into windows of the building. They would see someone just, like, dart in or out of the room. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
Worst of all to me, though, are the sounds of crying and screaming of children, and people say it sounds like they're in emotional pain. Like, not physical pain, but just, like, Mm -hmm. really feeling it. Sad. Um, And we know that remodeling tends to stir things up. So when they were actually remodeling it to be the space that it is today... Lots of the um, contractors and workers on site said that they would hear footsteps when they were the only ones there. They would feel like they were watched the entire time that they were working, and they would hear strange noises and crying when they knew that no one else was around, like children's crying. Yeah. Like, these were grown men on the site, and they were like, where, like, there are no children here, so where are those voices coming from? See, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to really, really believe in, like, residual haunting. Oh, absolutely. You know, even when Dennis was saying the feet running, Uh I'm like, I hear echoes. Did I say this before? But, like, of my laptop work computer dinging me. And oh, like, yeah. That's a residual haunting. Yeah. You the know? laptop it's ghost. Not, <laughs> it's not on. <laughs> and I hear the beep And I'm like, uh, they, that's residual. Who rang? Right. Who, who is she? Who? Oh, hello? Yeah, hello? Dude, I don't know. I definitely, I definitely believe I a lot in residual haunting. I think they stay in the walls and they echo. Absolutely. And I mean, Grand Central Station, go there and try it out. <laughs> go. Shit stays in, in See the... See what you hear. <laughs> passes. Run and try that. It passes through. <laughs> Let's uh, go. I'm just yeah, saying, so I'm if just you're saying. going to a wedding at Dominion House, be like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, shit. You Be might ready. see that woman walking. You might see that man hovering. Right. You might hear those kids If crying. I find that mean lady, just in and out. I'm going to kill her this, for the second I'm time. I'm going to kill her for the <laughs> second Kill her. She a hoe. She a hoe. Have you guys heard of Fort Washita? Never. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that this was pronounced as... Washita? Washita. I almost want to say Washita throughout it's this Washita. episode, but it's Washita. So. Right. I can't have everything, you know? Yeah. Is it a Native American name? I think so. That's that a good cue. Because Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it could be. It, Correct me if I'm wrong and I'm just a dumb bitch. I that's will, not new. I will do more <laughs> research on Washita. Right. I respect that. So here's its claim to fame. All right. In 1841, the good old U.S. Army, under the command of General Taylor... Uh, I think it was Zachary Taylor. Gen T. Yo, did I tell y'all? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, I think I still am. I think I'm related to Zachary Taylor. Well, here we go. And in fourth, in the fourth grade, I laid that claim down. Oh, and you my have teacher a said, you have told us this. You look like him. Yeah, that's no, yep. like, yeah. <laughs> I remember this story. It was full insult. She Be- loved it. She loved it. She you, was like, <laughs> you should have been like, bitch. Actually, you look grader. like him. Just okay. Keep going. She still Sorry. talks about that to this day. I'm She's sure like, she when, does. She's like, I one time I gave it. this girl a sick burn. <laughs> when I roasted that 11-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. So no, this is about... Old, that's probably eight. In this, fourth grade? How old are you in fourth grade? Uh, yeah. Probably eight or nine. Ten. Okay. Nine or ten, I think. I was probably... Eight. I was ten in fifth grade. You, no, you're probably ten. Because I was... Uh, okay, we'll figure that out later. Don't worry Maybe about that. Maybe Massachusetts is different from Texas. I was always I young know. for my grade two, I so I sure. definitely wasn't eleven. No, I was <laughs> I was almost eleven when my sister was born, and I was in fourth grade. 
You were 11 in fourth grade? I was almost 11. I was going to be there's, 11. I was, there's no way. I was 10 and a half. All I remember is I really wanted my period in the fourth grade. <laughs> That's a bad time. I did not. It. And I got it the next year. And my mom so told everyone bad. at my fucking school because what? she worked there. Oh. And she went and told all my teachers. She was like, if Alyssa asks to go to the bathroom more than normal, it's because she started her period. She's bleeding mom, out of her vagina. Thanks for looking out. Fucking mom. <laughs> I love you, but geez I Louise. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. Why? I wanted to shave my legs so bad. Because my, anyway. my friends started shaving their legs in, like, fifth grade. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of them would get... We'd all get, like, back-to-school packages or whatever from oh. our mom. And a lot of my friends got razors. And I was like, Mom, I want to shave my legs. And she was like, don't start. You don't want to start. Because <laughs> once you start, you can't stop. Honey, it grows in darker and it grows in thicker. <laughs> Little did she know I would stop at 27 and shave them maybe once a month. So... This is for you, patients. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Fort Washita. Fort Washita. Zachary Taylor. Agent 41, U.S. Army, under the command of General Zachary Taylor. They constructed the fort just north of modern-day Durant, Oklahoma. Did you hear that wild cry? I did. There's a bang. Coyote outside. It's crazy. Long story short, (laughs) it was abandoned (laughs) to Texas Confederates. In 1861. Boo. Uh, I know. According to militaryghosts.com, a favorite website. <laughs> militaryghosts.com. Com. I'm going to make that my homepage. Yeah. Yeah, you should. <laughs> the, uh, the Oklahoma Historical Society purchased the buildings and the grounds of Fort Washita in 1962. So, 100 years after it was uh, taken over by the Confederates. Now, Bastards. 100 years... Of inclement weather and neglect, many of the buildings they had collapsed, or they were in drastic need of repair. Mm-hmm. Same, mm-hmm. you know. 1965, one of the graves in the uh, cemetery was exhumed, and plot twist: two bodies were inside, buried what? at different times. Gorgeous. Yes, one around the age of 16 at the time of death, and then the other body was younger. And forensic evidence revealed that the older, original body, the 16-year-old boy, died from meningitis. But his skull also had a deep gash near the temple with no explanation. So that's spooky. And what's, of course, spookier is that the second, newer body (laughs) was that of an unidentified Hispanic male whose body had been hidden in this boy's grave many years later. Again, no explanation, so listen up. Listen up, kids. New hide-and-seek spot idea. Other people's graves. (laughs) Pass. The most famed, the most famed and interesting, in my honest opinion, spirit at Fort Washita is known as Aunt Jane, or as y'all say, Aunt. Aunt. Aunt Jane. There's little evidence on who Aunt Jane was, but it's possible that she was killed at the fort sometime between 1842 and 1861. One story suggests that Aunt Jane was a freed slave that had come to Fort Washita during the Civil War to spy on its Confederate occupants. (gasps) It is said that when the Confederates uncovered Aunt Jane's true identity and mission, she was executed by beheading, Mm. which is usually the way, 
and her body and head were buried in separate graves. Hmm. So that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> Another rendition of the story says that Aunt Jane was actually a white woman. Mm. The caucasity. <laughs> she was allegedly the influential wife of an officer stationed at the fort. Aunt Jane was rumored to have always carried $20 in gold with her, <laughs> no matter where she went. You never know. Same. Same. You exactly. Never know. I think I'm carrying more than $20 of gold on $21 worth. Mm. <laughs> uh, one day while returning from town, bandits, bandits who wanted Aunt Jane's gold and they knew that she always carried it on her, they attacked her to the point mm-hmm. of cutting off her head. They Holy loved beheading down here in, Witch, in Fort Wichita. Cricket. And also, that's a cheap head. Like, $20. But that, when was this, though? 1861. $20 was a lot of money. I mean, would that be, what, like, $600? That's a lot of money then, though. But for Aunt Jane's head? They didn't give a <laughs> fuck about her. They didn't know her. Maybe I need to review my head prices. My head worth. Yeah. So it is said that she now is, she now appears headless, <laughs> wearing a white gown, and she is searching for her gold. Oh. But not her head. And not the head. <laughs> Priorities. Maybe she's looking for both, and people just assume it's the gold, because that True. sounds better for the story. True. Girl, I think they spent that. I honey, it's long, long gone. gone. Exactly, exactly. Go find that head, girl. Yeah, get your head on straight. I could go, I could go through $20 in gold in two seconds. Second. Yeah, two seconds. So there's a third famous account of Aunt Jane's murder, and it involves a love triangle. Ooh, Ooh. girl. We a drama channel now. They loved a love triangle back they in the did. day. I mean, they it's still like they do. they nothing better to do. Yeah. Than, like fall in love with multiple assholes. My wife is right? fucking my neighbor. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> okay. The nerve of... So, that bitch. The nerve of perv. The nerve of the perv. Oh, yes. So yes, similar... New is that one good? The, the nerve, nerve of, of the perv. perv. Okay, episode name, maybe? <laughs> Probably. The nerve of the perv. So, similar... Oh, God. Similar to the second account aunt jane is the wife of an officer stationed at fort washington and one night her husband returned home from a patrol and found his beloved in bed with another soldier who was also stationed at the fort (laughs) i thought you were gonna say who shared the same name that would be spooky aunt jane (laughs) aunt jane (laughs) she's pretty smart you know don't get it Things twisted. Don't get it twisted. In a fit of rage, Aunt Jane's husband set upon the two lovers <gasps> in how do you think he killed them? Beheading? Beheaded. Oh. <laughs> I thought when you first he thought said, them. set upon them, I thought you meant he like sat like a- on them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, is this and seat I was taken? Like, he's like, do you like my kink? <laughs> The never the perv, dude. And James like, no, 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 <laughs> not this again. <laughs> I told you I don't like it. Oh my god! So he beheaded both of them, and then took their heads and their bodies and, and made them in- smooch like Barbie dolls. <laughs> <laughs> now kiss, no kiss. He threw them in the river. Ah, tossed them down. Wow. I know. I know. So. 
The ghost of Unchain <laughs> is said, again, to search for her head and her gold and perhaps her lover on the nights of the full moon wow. in the months of March and October. <gasps> October. Okay. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. dig it. I like both. Is she the only ghoul there? That's a She's good She's the cue. most important ghoul. She's like the the most famous one. People see okay. her the most. Okay. And here's a fun fact. Love it. People reenact the Civil War here at the fort. So, fellow LARPers, here's your chance to shine. Any LARPers out there? Any patron LARPers? Okay. I wish. So, during one of the reenactment reenactments held at the fort, there were several high school students visiting, and they were sitting outside on the second floor deck of a recently reconstructed barracks. Mm-hmm. And as the students looked across the courtyard towards the old stables, they saw what appeared to be a green apparition walk from the barracks to the stables. I've We've heard of People green talk about green apparitions. Orbs. No, we've had a green we've lady. We've had an apparition. We've, apparition? <laughs> we've apparition? had an apparition. We've had a green lady. What's with these green and ladies? And we've had a green pirate or something. And we had green orbs. But Gre- that's... What is, where's the green coming from? What do we believe it? They died of, no, because yours didn't. What were you going to say? Died of either illness or greed. Cause green. Green. Money, money, money. money. Chain was a I guess I'll one. be green as fuck in the afterlife because I love money. <laughs> yes, I do. Whatever your aura is. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Mine will be black then. There were also some... <laughs> So I guess this is like a common place for history buffs and LARPers or actors. Also, for those who don't know, LARPing, live action role playing. Are reenactors and role players the same? That's that's a question for them. I don't think they are. <laughs> I think that reenactors would be like they follow a story, a plot, a premise. Yes. Whereas the role well, players role play kind of just is create whatever. their own. Yeah. Or, yeah, okay. they're like just in. They're just doing They're in it. Their world. I think they would be mad. Okay, it's I'm improv. sorry. These are reenactors. Yes. Slash actors. Actors. Good actors. Real actors. Great actors. Honestly, have you ever tried? No. Never. I did think I was going to be an actress when I was a kid. I was convinced. You were I think TV. we all thought that about yeah. ourselves. I think which everyone explains does. Us. Okay, let me ask the people. Plane, please pass. <laughs> Does everyone think they're going to be famous when they're a kid? That's a good Everybody cue. hopes to be, I think. Right? But does everyone think they're think... actually going to do it? Because uh, I was I convinced. Because nothing's in your way. And point. then about, I don't know, 20, I gave it up. I gave up the ghost. I was like, okay. It's not going to happen. I'm going to say it wasn't that long ago that I was like, there is no need for my asshole to be on TV. I disagree. I disagree. I realized that I wouldn't be an actress when my social anxiety controlled everything around me. (laughs) I'm just like, nobody needs, like, already nobody needs to know all that business. No, 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 no. Right? Like, you guys already get enough right here. (laughs) We love it. I don't think you want any more of They don't ask for it. They They get it, though. They don't ask for it, right. (laughs) They're like, we want fucking ghost stories. and Shut up. That's it. <laughs> Hoes keep talking about yourselves. Right, so you don't want me out there. All right. Um, so, history buffs. Yes. So, 
they were at Fort Washita because they heard of the haunts, and they were also there for the Civil War reenactment because I guess it's like a fun thing to watch. Uh, mm. Maybe people go and like drink beer, and I don't know. I There's... don't enjoy it. <laughs> I've been to Williamsburg, Virginia. They do yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's not our cup of tea. It's right. fine. I'll pass, and that's fine. But these it's people, each their own. Yeah, yeah, these people chug the tea. The history buffs. So there were these three women, and they stayed in a cabin nearby uh, during one of the reenactment weekends, and they claimed to have experienced very realistic nightmares about suffocation. No breathing. Don't give up. <laughs> and they didn't know that they all had the same dream until one of them brought it up in the morning. And then the other ones were like, oh my god, I also had dreams where I was being suffocated. And then the third one was like, I woke up because I couldn't breathe. Like, I woke up from my nightmare gasping for breath. So Because they were beheaded. <gasps> Girl, connect the dots. She's connecting the dots. Shit. But yeah, so wow. that's... Those are a few, few stories and a backstory wow. for Washita, Washita. That sounds like a crazy place. I think we should go. Yeah. I have a crazy one. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. This is the Skirvin Hotel. Dude, I heard this place pops. <laughs> it off. pops. It pops, honey. Okay, so this guy, William Balzer, aka Bill Skirvin, he's a wealthy Texas oil man, hmm. and he moved his fam Skirt. to OKC, Oklahoma City, in 1906. So, he invested in oil and land. He just kept getting richer and richer. Mm. And in 1910, he decides to build a hotel on one of his properties at First and Broadway in Oklahoma City. So, he approaches this guy, Solomon A. Layton, who's a famous architect, and he had designed the Oklahoma State Capitol building. And they were like, well, let's do this thing. Very nice. So they finalized plans for this six-story U-shaped hotel. It's going to be the finest of the finest. Okay. So late 1910 comes along, and they're constructing the fifth story. It's near completion. And Leighton convinces Skirvin that the city's growth justifies ten stories rather than six. So they're like, add four more. Stack it up, baby. Stack it up. Mm -hmm. Stacks on stacks. So fast forward a little bit. September 26, 1911. He opens the newly completed luxury hotel to the public. People go nuts. It's decorated in this, like, English Gothic style. Love it. The um, wings of the hotel, they've got a drugstore, retail shops, a cafe. They had 225 rooms and suites when they opened. They each had a private bath, telephone, hardwood furniture, velvet carpet. Velvet carpet. I would love to run my toesies on that. So luxe. <laughs> you could, you know how when you touch velvet one way and, and the other, you, do, you can do designs? Oh, you just toe, I would toe write, it up. I would write stories with my toes. With your toes? Yeah. Hot. Mm. So. Dude, we could sell that. That's my kink. Okay, so the hotel becomes a center for well-known businessmen and politicians over the next decade, and so a lot of people are passing through, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. He, Skirvin, begins to expand the hotel slowly at first, uh, by, (laughs) slowly, (laughs) by building a new 12-story wing and then eventually raising all the wings to 14 stories by 1930. The room total increased to 525. So this place is large and in charge. Good. I've seen pictures. Yeah? I feel like, I mean, 
I don't feel like I ever saw it in OKC yeah, for some reason. I mean, it sounds huge. Right. Yeah, the oil boom in the city kept Skirvin's hotel going strong despite the depression and he operated the hotel until his death in 1944 so then his three lousy kids sell the property mm-hmm. why that sounds like a cash cow to me i agree keep raking in the money silly move but that's just me that's why my ghost is green <laughs> okay flat. it's both it's a it's a forest green yes. which is one of my it's favorite like a colors. deep dark Deep yeah. So they sell it to this guy, Dan W. James, in 1945, and he immediately starts modernizing the hotel. He adds all these amenities, room service, beauty shop, barbershop, swimming pool, a house physician. Uh, we need this. So it just keeps getting fancier and fancier. It grew in prominence, just continued to grow in prominence. Uh, Presidents Harry Truman and Dwight D. Eisenhower visited. <laughs> so What a treat. Yeah. <laughs> So then 1959 rolls around. Suburban sprawl is hurting downtown Oklahoma City. James sells it to investors in Chicago in 1963, and then it's sold again in 68. So it exchanges hands. It's going through remodeling. Shit's popping off. Shit's getting stirred up. (laughs) It closed in 88. In 2002, the city of Oklahoma, they get the property. They pull together some financial shit they get the money <laughs> they renovate they, get some funding. they plan to renovate restore and reopen and it reopens in 2007 i know that was a lot to take in but you gotta know what happened you gotta know how big this place is you need to know the backstory fancy. still called Who's the skirvin been there? it's still the skirvin i need to see this place modern day yeah so here's what you guys have been waiting for after i dragged you through the history so according to legends William Skirvin, he had an affair with Effie, mm. and she was, she became pregnant. 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 So to avoid scandal, he is said to have locked her in a room on the 10th floor, <gasps> which was the top floor at the time, mm-hmm. and um, she was not allowed to leave even after she gave birth. So the story Ooh. goes that she jumped to her death from the 10th floor with her infant child in her arms, right out the window. Can I interrupt you for a second? I totally might have been here, and I might have screamed at my parents in this hotel (gasps) under some sort of frickin', you know, trance, you Mm. know? Yeah. And police came and kicked me out. What? Emily. Serious story. (laughs) I'm looking at the halls, and this looks like where I was screaming at She's like, I've been there, I've screamed, and I've been kicked out. Can I tell you guys something weird that I told my coworkers this morning? What? Last night I had a dream that I watched a woman commit suicide by jumping off of the top level balcony of a hotel. Hmm. No. That's a traumatizing but dream. Like but she this... had a baby. She had a dog in this one. Oh my god, Kylie, but, you didn't have to tell me that. I'm sorry, but the dog what so the fuck? in the dream I'm looking at her and it wasn't gory. It was more like I don't know, like a theatrical spectacle where everyone was kind of just it was like a party. And, oh, no, she jumped off, and she was just, it looked like she was asleep, and the dog looked fine, but we all knew that he was also dead. We don't like this out. I've had enough enough of that interjection. Dream I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it out. Would you like to tell me what's wrong with me? Yeah. (laughs) Why am I having that dream? But she killed the baby, which is just as bad, but this is awful. It would make more sense if 
I had that dream tonight after talking about this story yeah, now, but not the other way around. Yeah. Premonition. So, because, because of this real life thing that may have happened, um, it's not uncommon for guests to complain about the inability to sleep, often because they hear incessant sounds of children crying. So, also, according to some, a nude Effie... Me. is known to appear to male hotel guests while they are showering, <laughs> and she is heard propositioning them. Is this where Stanley Kubrick got his idea for oh. the Shining movie? Could be. The nude lady scared me the Effie. most in that movie. I know. It was gross. Yeah. How is she propositioning? him was she like you want an she hj like, or a bj she's like she you want on the hall she's like daddy get some of this um staff members have mm-hmm. also reported mm-hmm. oh lord they've reported everything from strange noises coming from rooms when no one's there to things moving by themselves no thanks so this effie legend it's a popular one but there's actually no historical evidence Though, um, Skirvin was a noted womanizer, and the 10th floor was Mm-mm. likely a popular spot for gamblers and sex workers in the 1930s. So, researchers have done the research, and they can't find evidence of an effie, though. Huh. Yeah. So, there is one documented suicide at the Skirvin, but it was that of a salesman who jumped from his window. Um, my guess, though... If there is any truth to the Effie story, is that this guy had a lot of money and he paid to make it go away. True. Just a guess. True. That's a good All guess. All right. I've heard quite a few stories nowadays that I believe it's true. Yeah. So let me tell y'all about this Dallas Mavericks player, Tim Hardaway oh Jr. My gosh. Oh, yeah. He's cute as pie. And he wrote a piece for the Players Tribune. He wrote a piece of pie? Yes, he did. And it's titled, I'm Not 100% Sure Ghosts Aren't Real. And it details his encounter at the hotel. We can link the full story. But I'm going to tell you... Timothy, this is so hot of you. I'm going to tell you the spookiest parts of his tale. This is in his own words. Okay. All right. Straight up, the Skirvin is haunted, (laughs) y'all. I'm not playing. And if you don't believe me, I understand why. Because at first, I was the same way. Complete skeptic. The first time I heard about this hotel was back in 2014 when I was a rookie with the Knicks. I was with Meta, Kenyon, Martin, J.R. Smith, Carmelo, and a few other guys. This is me interjecting to tell you I don't know anyone but Carmelo. (laughs) (laughs) He's a tasty candy. I don't know sports. So, we were about to fly out to OKC, and a few guys were talking this mess about the hotel we were going to be staying at. They were all going around sharing stories about these weird experiences they'd had. I couldn't tell if they were serious or not. They were talking about the walls making noises, hearing what sounded like people laughing and crying, or hearing faint whispers. One guy said items had moved to different spots in his, ro- in his room while he was at dinner. That's rude. Just about everyone had something to share, but the person with the craziest story by my by far was Meta, obviously. Meta World Peace? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Meta said that a ghost actually touched him. Like touched him everywhere. I mean everywhere. Like his bum? And he was absolutely serious when he told the story. He wasn't even saying it like he was spooked either. And I was sitting there all smug, (laughs) listening to all these stories, thinking, man, there's no way in hell these guys are crazy. 
I can say off the top, upon walking into the Skirvin, there's definitely a creepy vibe. I've stayed at quite a few hotels just because of my job, and when you realize eventually that no matter how nice a hotel is, it's still not home. Hmm. But even by that standard, the Skirvin feels a little different from just about any other hotel I've ever stayed at. I mean, legit, it straight up looks spooky. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I know. It seems like there are a bunch of hallways and secret passageways to get everywhere. Like one of those things where it feels like the eyes of the babies follow you around like on Scooby-Doo, you know? But it also just has that kind of vibe where you walk in and feel this kind of shiver come over you like, yeah, some bad shit probably happened here. When I got to my room, I turned my TV on immediately and left it on. My theory was that if the room was haunted, the TV would be turned off at some point during the night. <laughs> I don't know what was behind my logic. It's just what I decided to do. Don't question my methods. So I lay there in bed watching HBO 2 or whatever they have in hotels until I slowly fell asleep. I woke up the next morning and the TV was still on. Nothing had happened. Everything was fine. But then when I walked down to the breakfast room, everyone was buzzing. All the guys were talking about hearing screaming sounds and stuff like that, asking the people around them if they heard anything. I was sitting there eating my Fruit Loops, just kind of smirking and being like, yeah, right, get out of here. <laughs> just playing it real tough. Of course, none of them knew I slept with the TV on all night to keep me company. <laughs> Seems like a detail that wasn't worth sharing, but still, I thought they were full of it. We flew out to another city... I left thinking the Skirvin was all hype. Then I stayed there for the second time. Ooh. When I check into hotels, I have a routine, which makes sense. If you're staying in hotels that often, you get into a routine. Yeah. I get my key, head to the room, unpack everything I need to, then head out to grab food or go to the arena. So this time around, I got into the room and I put all my stuff away and left. I came back maybe 30 minutes later. As I walked toward the bed, I glanced to the bathroom and stopped dead in my tracks. My toothbrush had moved from one side of the sink to the other. No. Okay. Like, I was certain I had placed it on one side of the sink next to all my other stuff, and now it was on the other side of the sink. My first thought was that the housekeeper had done it, but we just chugged in, and none of the other stuff in the room had moved. So I went to my go-to plan, and I just pretended it didn't happen. Later that night, I was in my room lying, with, lying in bed with the TV off. First mistake. Just as I started getting comfortable and was almost asleep, I heard something outside my room. It was the sound of footsteps. At first, I tried to ignore it. I mean, hey, it's a hotel. Other people are here. That's normal. But then I also started hearing this loud screeching coming from the walls and these little voices. I (laughs) I couldn't make out any words, just quick little whispers. And that's when I started to get pretty freaked out. I jumped out of bed. The first thing I did was close the blinds. Once again, I don't know why. Don't question my methods. At that point, the footsteps started sounding almost like running. I raced over to the bathroom and turned all the lights on to make sure no one was in there. Then, as the footsteps picked up even louder, I swear I actually felt a chill go down my spine. It sounded Mm -hmm. like someone was right outside the door. I took a deep breath, then put my hand on the doorknob. I yanked the door open and saw... A completely empty hallway. Like, I'm not making this up. I have no reason to. I experienced something that night, and to this day, I have no idea what happened. That's the scariest noise. Mm-hmm. Have like, running up, up to your door and like stopping. Dex. I also really like that the Dex. first time he stayed there, nothing happened. And then the second time, shit popped off. Like, I feel like if it happened both times, I would be like, mm, maybe. But I feel like if... I don't know. I feel like the inconsistency is like, that's when I'm like, okay, shit might really be haunted. Right. 
That's just and he me, was though. Being, like, honest. Yeah. He kept it real. Because it's very real. He kept it very real. So, Oklahoma's haunted. Yeah. Kylie, did you have another spooky? I do. Okay. I do. Let me give it to you. All right. Give it to us. Good old. Give it to me, baby. Baby. Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa. Tulsa. So we I've know heard. Tulsa's haunted, at least yep. Dax and Jesse's houses. Mm-hmm. I've heard that Tulsa's really fun, too. Aside from the the spooks and the haunts. I've actually never been to Tulsa. I haven't. I've been to Tulsa. So Anyone watch Hanson's Tulsa, Tokyo in the middle of nowhere 400 times when they were kids or just me? No, never. Oh, just you. Okay. <laughs> so Kane's Ballroom is a historic music venue and it was built in 1924 originally as a garage for W. Tate Brady's cars. So Brady was one of like the founding fathers of Tulsa. So he just, I don't know, he wanted this big old garage for his cars. Must be nice. Mm -hmm. Then, Madison W. Daddy Kane (laughs) purchased the building. Daddy Kane? Close. Oh my god. (laughs) Everything makes sense now. Everything we comes full it, circle. Wait, I was going to be writing We doing things that the girls don't do. We do our back. back. Uh-huh. In the rainbow Cadillac. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a bop. It went fucking hard. Yeah. It was a banger. I'll have to listen on my drive home. Okay. Danity Kane. Danity Kane. Possible relation. All of them. To, to, da- to Daddy Kane. To Daddy Kane. Who purchased the building in 1930 and named it Kane's Dance Academy, <laughs> where he charged 10 cents for dance lessons. 10 cents? I know. It's extreme. The fucking daddy. audacity. Daddy. Daddy. 10 yeah. cents a dance with daddy. The no. audacity. So the Academy was the site of the Texas Playboys' first regular radio broadcast, where they continue to play regularly. In 1976, Lori Schaefer purchased the building, refurbished it, and reopened it with the current name Kane's Ballroom. In 1978, Kane's Ballroom was one of the only few venues to host the Sex Pistols in their only <gasps> American tour. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, Sid Vicious punched a hole in the walls of the venue. Wow. And we know he haunts the, the Chelsea mm-hmm. Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually found an article recapping a paranormal investigation uh, done at Kane's Ballroom in November 2008, and the article is written by Adrian Johnson in the Kalamazoo Gazette. So I'm going to read the highlights from this investigation from the article that I read. So reported activity, EMF activity and orbs caught in photos, hot and cold spots, uh, lights turning on and off, and they were dimming as well but the lights didn't have like the dimmer function (laughs) so the team interviewed the ballroom's manager at the time brad harris um i think he's still the manager but he may not be um i wasn't able to find that out uh but he recounted full-bodied apparitions disembodied voices multiple voices uh feelings of being watched uh giggling singing and cold spots so pretty much every sign that the spot that there's a haunted, haunted. <laughs> uh team members the paranormal investigation team members uh they were given a tour and they experienced both hot and cold spots uh and and they were in specific spots of interest according mm. to brad's 
uh, the manager's stories. Uh, there were there was question of whether the EMF activity was caused by the electrical conduits that ran alongside the theater if you're trying to debunk the EMF activity. However, Adrian, the writer of the article, uh, he witnessed a shadow person about four feet tall near the entrance and another person... <laughs> Emily and I are like, <gasps> Should I? Four feet tall? Mm-hmm. And another member of the team saw a similar figure nearby and they also caught some strange hot spots in the area. So, conclusion... Haunted AF. Yeah. I don't know if they do public it's tours. It seems like this was, you know, planned ahead of time. Um, but, hey, if you live in Tulsa, if you're going by, go to the Canes Ballroom and see if you can do a haunted tour. Because that wow. would be sweet. So I think the moral of this story is that Oklahoma's haunted all <laughs> over the place. We've sat, we've had, we've talked about so many in different episodes. One, so haven't we done Oklahoma before? No, never. No, we did haunted libraries, and one was, yeah. and one was Oklahoma, and then, the and then was church. haunted churches. Oh. Yeah. So if you want to hear about a few other Oklahoma haunts, go check those out. But honestly, I think we'll have to return because more. what? There's maybe, so many. Maybe we need to go there. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, oh my gosh. Let's go to Norman. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Boomer sooner. Boom soon. This was fun. Girls, we're going to Oklahoma. Hey, my old sorority house is haunted. (gasps) Can we go investigate? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Some girl there got drunk and tried to get her car and drive. She died. Oh my god. But now she haunts the place. Wow. Wow. Damn. Don't Don't drink and drive, kids. (laughs) Don't do not drink and drive. And until next time, stay Stay spooky. spooky. Woo! Hot. Hot.